Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 65 of the Untethered Podcast. This is your host, Hallie, speaking, and it's going to be just me and you today. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being an amazing listener who continually comes back and listens to the episodes. I cannot believe that in one year's time, or just over a little bit of a year, actually, about a year and a month now, we are 65 episodes into the Untethered podcast. That is amazing to me. We've had on so many amazing guests and we're going to do something a little bit different over the next two weeks. And I'm really excited about this. So we're switching gears. We are going to talk about business for the next two weeks. We're going to talk about different business topics, how they relate to what you're doing or maybe what you want to do. And if that's not for you, then go ahead and use the next two weeks to catch up on past episodes or go back and listen to some of your favorite episodes uh, because what we're going to focus on over here are just different topics that come up a lot for one, some of you all, some of our listeners, um, two, in some of my free Facebook groups, right? I've got one for feeding and one for Mayo. And we will link that in the show notes. But what I want to share with you is that business is my love language. (laughs) I always joke that business is just something that comes super natural to me. It's something I really love. I really enjoy it. And it almost is seemingly easy for me to do. And so because of that, I have not realized in the past how challenging it can be for others. And that led me to not only opening my own businesses and having a lot of success, but being able to then give back and share this information with you all so that you can do the same. I have coached individually one-on-one in the past, and I've also um, now actually we're adding it as a component of the Mayo membership, which unofficially launched at the end of June. Um, and we're doing an official launch the last week of August. So coming up, so listen, listen closely for more information on that. You can go to my, the myomembership.com to learn more about that. Uh, but one pillar of the Mayo membership is business focused. And every month you get a 30 minute business training. So what I want to take the time to do over the next two weeks is, you know, give a bit of free information, if you will, in our little business series. And so today, I really just want to talk to you all about getting started in private practice. And the reason why I picked that for the first episode, right, it's really actually episode 65, but for the first episode of our business series is because so many people have come to me in the past and still come to me now. And this is always the biggest question. How do I get started? Or what if I don't want to do what you did, but I want my own private practice? Like they don't want to have 
20 therapists like I might have in my practice, but they want to get into private practice or they want to keep their day job, um, but they don't, you know, they don't want to overwhelm themselves with private patients. And so the first thing I want to tell you is before we jump into the little mini training today is that private practice is whatever you want it to be, right? I know lots of people who contract for a couple different companies and see their own patients on the side. I know I've even got therapists who have a couple of their own patients, but then, you know, also work with me. I've got some therapists who are split between my practice and another practice. Uh, You know, I'm all about supporting the greater good and really helping other, in my case, speech language pathologists and occupational therapists, you know, fulfill their need, their purpose, and also have the ability to support their lifestyle, their families, whatever their goal is. Uh, So I always always say there's enough to go around, and that's definitely the mindset that I work from. Um, But I just wanted to put that out there that there is not a right or wrong answer. Now, of course, if you're an employee of a business or a company that employs you, you might need to look at your contract and see if they have language in there that prohibits you from seeing private patients somehow or working contracting for another company. So definitely know what you've signed and what you've agreed to, but also know that if you're not bound by anything currently, there, the sky's the limit. What you make your practice look like for you, whether that's literally seeing one or two patients on the side to seeing 10, 20, 30 a week, you know, that is entirely up to you. Whether you bring on contractors or employees or however you choose to set up your practice, whether it's a brick and mortar or you're traveling to the patient or you're doing telepractice um, or you're contracting and going into some other facility, that again, that is all up to you. So that wasn't even the point of today's little mini training. Uh, what I wanted to talk to you guys about was, you know, aside from not knowing when to go into practice, a lot of people, or, or how to go into practice, people ask me a lot about when to go into practice. Like, when should I do it? And my answer is always like, right now just just go do it uh, if that's something that interests you and that's a that's something that you feel you're being called to do why not just go ahead and do it and i know for so many people that feels very heavy it feels un, it feels scary there's some fear there it's unfamiliar it's new territory so what i want to do is kind of just help you unpack some of that today um and i'm going to ask you three questions and two of them will be hopefully really easy to answer after we've talked together. The third one might be a little bit trickier to answer, but my goal for you is to kind of sit down and reflect with these questions. After you hear me chat about them, just write these three questions down. We'll put them in the show notes for you and take some time to sit with them so you can determine what your actual answers are. Okay. So my first question for you is if not now, then when? right? Because waiting for the perfect time is the wrong thing to do, right? I mean, I don't really want to say you're doing it wrong, but you're doing it wrong. Um, I'm kidding, but really wait, there is no perfect time. Okay. So there's never going to be a right time or a perfect time. One of my mentors, Jim Fortin, he says that hundred percent success is failure and 70% or sorry, a hundred percent perfection is failure. And a 70% perfection is success, right? And I always apply that everywhere in my life because what that tells me is things don't have to be perfect, 
right? If I can just get going today, make it happen, I'm going to end up having a lot more success than waiting for the perfect time because guess what? That perfect time is never going to come. And if I keep on waiting for it, I'm probably not going to end up having a practice. So wouldn't it be better just to get started right now and just see what happens, you know, and kind of go go with it, see where it takes me. Um, that's, that's the place that I work from. And I'm so glad that I did. It's funny because when I was actually considering opening up my private practice way back when, um, we've been open six years now, and I had this was an idea of mine for several years prior to that, I remember saying to one of my patients, oh, one day, you know, once I've had kids and uh, you know, I'm ready to open my private practice. And I remember she immediately looked at me and she was like, what? Why would you wait? She was like, don't wait till after you have kids. That is not what you want to do. You want to get started before you have kids. <laughs> and I'm, I'm grateful she said that to me. And again, I think you can start at any point, right? If you already have kids and you haven't done it, by all means, go for it. Um, do it anyways. But she basically said, no, 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 no. Don't wait till you have kids. Do it now. And I always like, I always laugh at that and say the joke's on me because I launched my business June 1st, 2014, and then very quickly found out that I was pregnant. Um, and so, or very quickly got pregnant like several months later and then had, you know, Lily the following year, almost uh, like about, let's see, a year and two months after I opened my practice, I had my, my first daughter. So, which you all know, Lily, well, if you listen to the podcast, who she's about to turn five. So that, you know, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't an ideal time per se, because I basically was pregnant almost my entire first year in business, followed by going on maternity leave. And ultimately what this did for me was it kind of forced me to grow my business a little bit to continue serving my patients because one, I was having pregnancy fatigue and I didn't want to work after 3 p.m. So I brought on a school therapist who wanted to see private patients after school hours. It was perfect. And then from there, I needed somebody to take over my maternity leave. So I brought in another therapist. It was perfect. And then my my client started asking for occupational therapy services. So I brought on another therapist and it was perfect, right? And But this perfection that I speak of, and I'm kind of joking when I say it was perfect, it just, it happened as it needed to happen. And we're going to talk more at the end of this about those opportunities being there because my eyes were open to them. Um, and if your eyes aren't open, how many opportunities will you miss? Like we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I just want you to, you know, I just want to reiterate the first question. If not now, then when? Okay. Because obviously if I had waited, where would I be today? Starting off a private practice now with a five-year-old and a, a two-year-old? That sounds more complicated. And, and look, if that's you and that's where you're at in your life, do it anyways. Even if it feels heavy and complicated, if it's something you desire for yourself and that you want to do, do it. And we're going to talk more about why you should do that in a minute too. Um, and, and I also want to say that just because we're in the middle of a pandemic as I'm recording this, that is not a reason to wait. That is not, it's just another excuse. It's another thing that will keep you in your comfort zone and prevent you from going out and doing those scary things to push the needle forward. So stop waiting. Successful people get out there and they just do it. Even if they don't feel ready, even if the environment doesn't feel like it's the most opportune time, they just go out there and do that. So what I want you to do, your action item for this first one, is to figure out a date. If you're someone who wants to open a private practice or just start seeing a couple private patients on the side, 
pull out your calendar, commit to a date, circle it with a big blue, red, yellow, green, I don't care, (laughs) marker, highlight it, whatever. Make it obvious that that's the day. And hey, this could be two days from now. This doesn't need to be a week from now, a month from now, you know, please don't make it a year from now. Get started soon, right? There are a lot of people, even in this pandemic, who are not getting the services that they need and are desiring teletherapy. If you're not comfortable going into someone's home or you're you're living in an area where you that just doesn't feel safe right now based on the pandemic, you can definitely use this time to start seeing patients over teletherapy, telepractice. Um, we have new patients calling and requesting that. So there's no reason why if we're getting that, you can't, right? Um, so go ahead, pull out that calendar and commit to a date. That is step number one. If you want to even take it one step further, you can put it on a sticky note, put it on a mirror, on your bathroom mirror so that it stares you in the face every freaking day until you <laughs> decide to actually do it. Uh, so yes, let's do that, right? That's, that's step number one. Step number two, or question number two, I should say. How much is it costing you to wait? Like how much money are you actually leaving on the table by not getting out there today and doing this thing? Like how much money have you lost in the past year? If you're someone who's been thinking about doing this for let's say the past year, how much money have you lost in the past year by not doing this, right? And I know a lot of people are gonna say, well, I have my full-time job, so I haven't really lost anything by not doing this. Eh, I beg to differ. And the reason I say that is, If let's say you wanted to start your private practice, you still got a full-time job and or a part-time job or whatever you have coming in already, right? Income-wise, you decide you want to see three patients a week. Well, what do you charge for those three patients a week? Okay, let's just say for round numbers, you're charging $100 a session and you have three patients a week, right? So now we've got $300 a week coming in from just three patients on the side. And let's say, you know, on average, there's four weeks in a month, okay? So three times four is 12. So now we're talking about an extra $1,200, right? If I did my math correctly, (laughs) what we're looking at here is some significant side income. And if you are choosing to continue to wait, then you're potentially leaving $1,200 on the table for three patients at $100 each if they're private pay. $1,200. I mean, and I know this is just an example, and you may charge less, you may charge more for your services, and that could be dependent on where you live, if you take insurance, if you're private pay and whatnot. We're not getting into that today. These are just round number examples, okay? So I just want you to realize that if let's say you thought about opening up a private practice last year, and for you that meant seeing three patients a week at $100, right? And there are 52 weeks in a year, okay? But let's just say you take a couple weeks off. So let's just do 50 weeks. Um, That's $15,000 on the side from three patients a week at $100 a session. And obviously there's going to be canceled sessions and sometimes you can't make them up and whatever, right? I'm just giving you guys an example. So you could potentially have left $15,000 on the table by not starting to see those three, you know, those three patients on the side per week for the past 12 months. Holy cow. I mean, when I started to look at things like this, it was mind blowing to me. I was like, huh, 
I mean, I know I was leaving money on the table. I didn't realize how much it actually was. Like, what if you're somebody who says, well, no, I don't want to just see three people. I want to see five people a week. Now we're talking $25,000 at that made up $100 rate that I gave you. And then what if you're someone who says, no, no, I don't want to do, I want to go all in. I want to see 15 patients a week at $100 a pop, you know, over the, I'll take two weeks of vacation during the year. That's $75,000. Okay. So again, these are just examples. You may charge more. It could be more money. You might charge less. It could be less. But the bottom line is if you desire working for yourself, I want you to figure out when you're going to actually start doing that. That was question number one. And number two, how much has it cost you up until this, up till this point to not get started? Because I think that's going to help light a fire under your butt and get you moving a little bit faster when you realize that there is money that people are out there spending on these therapeutic services, especially if you're somebody in the myofunctional therapy space that's specialized that is something that people are seeking. Dentists and orthodontists are still working. They're still expanding palates, using growth appliances, putting braces on kids who have tongue thrusts, trying to figure out why that dental crib doesn't work. You know, there are people who are being referred to us still on a regular basis. And, and a lot of these kids had appliances in their mouth, including my own child, before the pandemic. So treatment continues, right? So... Be that person, be available to receive those referrals and start making this money versus it all being referred out to somebody else, right? So number two question was, how much is it costing you to wait? So really, I want you to go ahead and write that down. How much is it costing you to wait and figure out for you what you're going to charge for your services, how many patients you want a week, what does that look like on a monthly basis, income-wise? What does that look like on an annual basis? Keeping in mind, you'll take some time off and there may be some cancellations here and there. But figure out what that that income, what, what income can you bring in, okay? Because that's also going to make it feel a lot more real. And that might also get you a lot more excited about taking a plunge into something that feels a little bit scary. All right, and then number three, my third question for you is what opportunities have already passed me by, right? What opportunities have already passed you by? This one is more of a question that we might not even recognize the answer to at this point, unless you physically have turned away business. If you've had people referring patients to you and you have pushed away business and said, nope, sorry, I don't do that. I don't, I don't treat one-on-one or I'm not treating one-on-one right now or whatever, Unless you've done that, you may actually not realize how much, how many opportunities you have passed up. So what I want to encourage you to do is to open your eyes and realize that there are opportunities out there right now. Yes, even in the middle of a pandemic, I know there are people out there who are starting private practices who are getting private pay patients in a pandemic, um, others who are interested in taking insurance and they're getting credentialed for taking insurance and starting to get patients. And so the opportunity is there. I think there's a miss big conception out there that the entire world has basically shut down right now. That is not the case. So I want to encourage you to open your eyes to opportunity and start to look around you to figure out like who could you partner with? Who could you, and maybe not partner with, but who, like if there's a dentist or an orthodontist or some airway-centric providers in your area, which you know what that means if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, who could that be, team be for you? And is now a good time to reach out to them? Um, 
you know, things start to show up in your life when you're ready for them and when you're willing to see them, right? And I'm not saying go looking for them necessarily, but be open to receiving them because when you start to open your eyes and you start to welcome these things in, that's when you start to notice them. That's when they start to happen. That's when they start to fall into your lap. So my last question for you, which is not really a big question, but you know, isn't it more important that we kind of kick this whole pandemic and fear of starting a business in the face and just get out there and do it already. You know, that's, I want to hear a big, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And go ahead and email me and say, yes, like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start treating private patients because there are so many out there that need you. Um, and this is twofold, right? In the in the space that I'm in, there's a huge need for pediatric feeding therapists, which you guys know if you've heard, you know, if you've done any of my free trainings with me, um, we'll have another one coming up mid-September for Feed the Peds when we relaunch that course again. And exciting news, we actually just became a ASHA continuing education uh, provider. So I'll be going through that process and then we'll be able to submit the course. My fingers are crossed that we're able to submit, we're allowed to submit the September course and get it approved in time for that launch. Um, So stay tuned there. But anywho, I digress. We want to... We want to create more pediatric feeding therapists. So if that's somebody, if you're interested in that, there's a huge need and you will forever be busy in your private practice if you decide you want to go that route. Number one. Number two is the myofunctional therapy space. While some of us in this space feel like, oh, there are so many of us, there really are not. It's an evolving skill set, if you will. You know, it's something that's always been in the scope of practice for speech pathologists. However, It's not something that speech pathologists are traditionally taught in grad school. There may be some programs out there now that are teaching it, but it's just not something that myself and my colleagues, a lot of us learned. And so we've had to do a lot of post, you know, post um, grad school education to take lots of continuing ed courses and learn about what myofunctional therapy means, what orofacial myofunctional disorders are, how do we go about assessing and treating and, you know, and learning about related areas so we can truly do, you know, the best, give them the best treatment plan, implement the best treatment plan and so on and so forth. And so these are two really great niche areas, if you will, like pediatric feeding and myofunctional therapy. Um, and the, those are two, if that's, like I said, if it's something that interests you, those are two areas that are going to really help you kind of hit the ground running. If people start to find out that you do offer those types of therapies, they will probably start to find you before you have to go out and find a ton of leads. Um, so just a little, a little tidbit there. Now, the last thing I'll do is share real quick and then we'll wrap it up for today. We'll review our three questions and wrap it up. The Mayo membership is launching the end of August, and I'm excited to announce that when we do the official launch in the last week of August, so the week of August 24th, 2020, um, we will be doing a free training on how to use the Fast Mayo Screener. And the Fast Mayo Screener is a screener that I created to basically just flag anybody who might need an orofacial myofunctional evaluation. It is not intended to diagnose. It's not intended to be a complete evaluation because it's far from that. It is a simplistic screening tool to determine if an orofacial myofunctional therapy um, assessment, a full 
comprehensive assessment is necessary. So what we'll be doing is I will use my amazing little four, almost five-year-old model, Lily, who is in a myofunctional therapy program with me. We kind of hit pause for a little while, but we're starting that back up and I'm going to assess her and you guys will get to see me assess her. And then we're going to go through the screener together. I'm going to kind of walk you through how I would fill it out page by page, one page per day or so. And, you know, there'll be some short little trainings and we'll have some fun together in that group. So we'll also link the Facebook group for you as well as a link to the Mayo screener so that you can access both of those. And again, that free training is going to be the week of August 24th in the Facebook groups. You'll want to make sure that you're in the um, the Mayo membership Facebook group. I absolutely love talking business with you all. I cannot wait for our next episode. It will be out in two days on Wednesday. We'll launch the next one. I hope that this has been helpful. Let's quickly review our three questions that you're going to sit with and answer. Our first one was, if not now, then when, right? When are you going to get started? Number two is how much is it costing me to wait, right? So ask yourself that and truly sit down and crunch the numbers to figure that out. And number three was what opportunities have already passed me by? And again, you might not know, but be open, open your eyes and start to realize there's a lot of opportunities passing you by and there's a lot more coming your way. So just open your eyes so you're ready to receive them. I hope this has been helpful. I love talking business. If there are certain business topics that you would love to hear on the podcast. We can always do more of these even beyond this two-week series. So feel free to email me. You're always welcome to you know, email me, let me know your thoughts, and let me know what you want to hear more of. I love doing this podcast for you all, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Mayo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at at Hallie Balkan. And you can head over to the untetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes um, where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. 